When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. On the story of Com Games, there is my first guess is, is definitely someone who who is very deserving of being in that top five. A New Zealand record holder, uh, an Olympian, an owner of a World Indoor Championship bronze medal as well, and now a Commonwealth Games gold medalist. It is, of course, high jump extraordinaire Hamish Kerr, who who has had a wonderful time as of late, a bumper 18 months, still over in the UK, I believe, and and now time to have uh, a little bit of a chat with Hamish. Uh, Hopefully he is on the line now. Hamish, thank you so much for, for joining us here this morning. Morning, Frankie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, really great. Like you said, I'm now, in the UK waiting for the rest of the season to kind of kick off, I suppose. Yeah, how good. Now, it's it's probably pretty fair to say you've had a pretty big, if not a huge 12 to 18 months. Has it has it felt like that for you, a bit of a, a, bit of a whirlwind, or is this actually just, just everything going to plan? I think, I think it's starting to catch up for me. Um, I was in the gym this morning, still training along, and um, I sort of stopped and kind of thought, I was like, you know, I actually have achieved quite a lot in the last few months. Um, like you said, I mean, I, I made an Olympics, and I ended up making the final at the Olympics, and then went to Belgrade earlier in the year and got my first major medal at World Indoors, and now I'm a Kong Games champion, and I, I'm finishing off the end of the Diamond League season over here in Europe, and yeah, it's 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 definitely a weird old world. Um, I think that you know, for a for a kid who just loved sport and 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 loved high jump and and just enjoyed turning up to training, and now I'm sort of doing the things that I get to do. It's it's you know it's an amazing experience and something I'm just, I'm just hugely grateful for. Yeah, it's pretty cool, that's for sure. Now, tell me a bit about the the Birmingham Commonwealth Games experience. Where does that stack up compared to some of those those other competitions? How was your build up leading up to it? And and did you actually feel pretty confident heading in that that you could end up with a medal? Um. My build-up was shaky, uh, to say the least. I think uh, there was a lot of stuff this year which didn't quite go my way. Um, I obviously had a great start to the season with my um, my world, world indoor bronze, um, and then I promptly got COVID, which was which was pretty much the same as everyone else in the world, I suppose. But yeah, for me, it took about six weeks to get back into full training, um, and by that that time, I was pretty much already back in Europe trying to trying to compete. Um, and yeah, I sort of chased my tail a little bit in terms of my performances. I, I kind of didn't really have much of a physical base, so I was really just relying on my technical ability and, and my fact that, you know, I'd be able to feed off the crowd and, and just try and enjoy the moment as much as possible. So yeah, definitely some shaky, um, shaky nerves going into com games. Um, but yeah, I was able to trust my, my technique enough and, and just trust sort of the work we had been doing in the, in the little lead up that that it was going to be a good time. Um, and I think I did know deep down that I was that I was definitely up for a medal. Um, I would have been pretty gutted if I'd come away with nothing. Um, but at the same time, 
winning that gold and and kind of when that happened sort of realizing how much it did mean to me it, it definitely stacks up and you know it's, it's the best comp i've ever done i i didn't jump the highest i've ever jumped but in terms of the satisfaction and just the whole emotional um connection with you know hearing the national anthem when you're up on the stage and, and doing a victory lap to to forty thousand people in a packed birmingham stadium it was just something i was you know i'll, I'll never forget it and, and so you win gold what are you feeling what's going on in your head when you're you're standing up on the dice getting to to hear your national anthem um not a lot to be honest i think um i think at that that point i was still very much in shock um i i pretty much finished the competition um did my victory lap i did about half an hour of media and then they pulled me away and were like you know you've got to go and get your medal now because they did the medal ceremony straight away um so i was sort of just this massive whirlwind of like you know one thing to the next to the next and yeah when i was up there just like i thought i was going to be really emotional but i think to be honest i was probably more emotional when i when i was actually in the competition and realized that i'd won um i still had one more jump to go even though um i had won the gold medal i still had one more attempt at 228 to to go out and and yeah, I was blinking back tears and and pretty much just had this massive grin on my face the whole the whole run up and night, which I I missed the jump and I and I, I really didn't care, but I think that was probably the the time which was which was the most emotional for me. And look, you you come across as a pretty relaxed character, especially when you're you're competing. You mentioned, do you get nervous, and and how do you keep those nerves at bay, or, or even something just just keep yourself in the right headspace? Because at times there's some pretty big gaps between jumps and the high jump, isn't there? Oh, massive. I mean, I think that's always been my thing is I I do get very nervous. Um, I think leading into con games, the for probably the four days beforehand, I, I was lucky to get five hours sleep each night. Um, and a lot of that, that nerves get sort of balled up before the competition. Um, but I really just see it as you know, for me, I've earned that nerves. I've earned the the right to be in that stadium. Um, we've put in all the great work, and yeah, the anticipation kills me. But once I'm in the moment and I'm actually in that stadium, like I just love it. It's just such an amazing experience. And and like you said, there are massive gaps between jumps. But once I've started jumping, once I make that first attempt, um, and I kind of know where my body's at, I I'm usually pretty happy, and I just let it let it take over. And, and you're a self-confessed massive athletics fan as well. Do you ever get a little bit starstruck by some of, of the global superstars who are there competing at the Com Games or Olympics and, and you're lining up alongside them or, or you see some of the other other athletes who, who are warming up about to do their events? Is, is there ever a bit of, yeah, you, you ever get a little bit starstruck or have to pinch yourself with the, the company you're keeping? Every single comp. Um, yeah, I think I think that's one of the great things about it. You know, well, it's the great thing about high jump is, is we're out on the track for a very long time. Um, some of our competitions can take up to three hours, and so, and and within that time, I might do eight jumps. So there there is a lot of sitting around, and and honestly, like I'm obviously focused on my performance, but a lot of the time I'm just watching all the rest of the athletics, just like everyone else is. So, you know, each lap that the the distance races come around, I'm sort of cheering for the Kiwis and and the other people that I know quite well on the circuit and. And yeah, when the sprints come along, that's great. And unfortunately, I, I can't usually watch the other field events because they're happening at different parts of the stadium. But yeah, no, massive fan. Um, every time, you know, in the meet hotels and, and, and traveling around, it's just such a privilege to be able to, you know, go toe-to-toe with those guys. And, and it's something that I, yeah, I just love it. 
And you're from originally Auckland, and we won't hold that against you here at the Canterbury Sports <laughs> Corner. You've seen the light. You've moved to Christchurch. You're working with Terry Lomax. What what inspired that move? I'm a Kiwi, Frankie. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't worry, we were all I cheering think... you on. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think everyone's trying to claim me. No, they're probably not. But um, yeah, I I moved down to Christchurch to train with Terry. That was the main reason to come down. Um, I met Terry in about 2017 when I was actually in Palmerston North. I was at uni there um, and I went on the World Uni Games, which is which is sort of like a, a development level competition that, that uh, occurs every couple of years. And yeah, I went overseas with Terry. Um, I knew a little bit about him. Obviously, athletics is a pretty small, small sport, but I'd never worked with him personally. And at that stage, I knew that I had a lot of potential, but no one had ever really been able to tell me straight how I could actually use that potential. Um, and that's something that Terry could do. He he sat me down and, and he was really honest. Um, he said, you know, you've, you've, got, you've got a great set of skills and, and, and you've got some some cool, you know, traits around you, but at the same time, you're very raw and there's some things that we could definitely change about about the way you operate. And that, that was something I really needed to hear because I had, like I said, I hadn't heard that from anyone else in New Zealand. So, yeah, I pretty much sat on it for a few months. And then at the end of the uni year, um, I was finishing up in Palmy. So I just thought, well, you know, I've got my degree now. I might as well go down and actually commit to this for a few years. And four years later, I'm I'm still down there and, and loving it. And I've kind of, you know, done a few things around the athletics track. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it seems to have worked out well, that's for sure. Now, you mentioned earlier in the show, you're still over in the UK, you've got the end of the Diamond League season coming up, but but where to now? What's what's next in the plans for Hamish Kerr? Um, yeah, so it's Diamond League at the moment. I just competed in Monaco two days ago, and then I've got a competition in Switzerland in two weeks' time. And then the Diamond League final, which is again in Switzerland, just start of September. And then, yeah, back to New Zealand, I'm going to take a good long time off, probably take six to eight weeks off and, and, and just hang out with my girlfriend and, and my my family and my friends and just kind of celebrate them for a little bit because I feel like it's, you know, it's a very selfish world we live in as athletes and I really enjoy the time I take away to sort of give back to my family and, and do a few things for them once in a while. So that'll be it. And then I'll, I'll just be cracking on to the build up for next year because I think the scary thing is, is, you know, we're talking, we're talking the Olympics like it happened 12 months ago, which it did, but at the same time, the next one's only two years away, so I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, of course. And I'm hearing a lot about this proposed golf game between you and <laughs> fellow Cantab, fellow gold medalist as well, Tom Walsh. This keeps cropping up. Is it something that you spend a bit of time doing out on the golf course? And, and who is likely to take the spoils in this game? I got into golf like the rest of the world did uh, after lockdown in 2020. So... My golf game is very new. Um, it's developing quickly, but uh, I would still call myself a hack. Um, I love <laughs> I love the game, but I'm not very good at it. Uh, Tom, on the other hand, is is a very serious competitor, and he also loves golf, but is quite a lot better than me. So, yeah, the the next couple of weeks we're actually basing in Scotland, and we're playing about five or six different courses um, just around the place, including uh, St Andrews, which would be super cool. We're heading there tomorrow. So, yeah, there's going to be definitely some um, some bucketless moments over the next few weeks. And, and it's something that I, I personally feel golf's really helped my athletics. Um, there's, there's, there's no feeling like lining up a, a third attempt at a high jump bar, just the same as, as lining up a, you know, a shot into the green from, from 100 metres when you've just duffed something from the rough. So, 
it's yeah, it's it's pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And lastly, where's the gold medal currently, and and where do you think you might keep it? Good question. It's in my carry-on luggage, which um, is, stays very, very close to my being at all time. Um, and yeah, in terms of where I'm going to keep it, I think I think it will be roving around. Um, I speak at quite a few schools, and it's definitely it's definitely going to be an easy prop to take along, so that they don't have to listen to me droning on for a few minutes. They can uh, they can just pass around the medal and just have a look at it instead. Oh, that sounds pretty cool to me. Hamish, thanks so much for your time here on Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. It's been awesome to chat. I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for those performances in the Diamond League. Best of luck from us as well, and, and really look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks, Frankie. Thanks, Apes. That was Commonwealth Games high jump gold medalist Hamish Kurt. What an absolute legend he is. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.